money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. She's got a smile on her face this morning. I know, because last week you were excited about that one, and I really like this story we're going to tell today. Okay. Well, that's okay. I love it. I love your smile, so (laughs) it's all good. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where Dave gets to butter up his wife, Reb, and and we talk about money a little bit, too. Uh, uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, and this is the beginning of September, so everybody's back at school. Whoever's listening today, this is a fun, well, it's not a fun topic, but but I love the story around uh, our topic today. We're going to look at, you know how the Bible always says, like, this is what a faithful steward looks like? Well, in our Unleashed workshops, we find it really helpful to look at an unfaithful steward. Right, right. So we're going to look at a not-so-faithful steward today. I'm in a great example. So you have to do your little, you know. Listen to us here. Okay, and so you know, we'll just. <laughs> Reb wants me to do the house. I was just going to let you go, but the <laughs> housekeeping, of course, uh, is is you know, if you want to hear some archive shows, and we have talked about the, this topic a couple times in the yes. past. But if you want to hear some of the archive shows, more than enough.ca, and just uh, you know, find the archive shows there. Chri.ca, not mine.ca. All of those uh, have our our shows, and of course, your favorite podcasting platform. And again, thank you so much for uh, just giving, leaving reviews, giving a thumbs up, you know, doing all of those great things that that share the story of hope and freedom around the area of finances. And so, here we go. So, if you guys love Lord of the Rings, this is my my little like Lord of the Rings podcast morning. I get to have a little Lord of the Rings. I I love Lord of the Rings. You guys should know this about me, but already, Tolkien is just. Uh, to me, was a brilliant man. So, like, on so many levels, even though I didn't know him. So, our kids and I, actually, my daughter just introduced me to a podcast called The Prancing Pony, and they talk about all things Tolkien, these two guys. Anyway, it's it's the go-to podcast for all things Tolkien. So, right. um, anyway. You're promoting someone else's podcast I know, that but, is not but the, related no, to No, I know, but I was like, I get my little Prancing Pony moment this morning, and yeah. if you know where The Prancing Pony comes from... Maybe I should have had a contest if you would have known what the Prancing Pony reference is. But if you don't, you're going to get a little education, and I will give you context today. So don't worry. But so we, but I do want to interject there, no, just just about why interject. you love this story because the story of the Lord of the Rings is so rich with all kinds of what what I think are are things we can relate to. We see this in the character. We see ourselves in the character. We see the the struggles that they they. Have have. Well, it's an epic quest, and they have to defeat evil. And it's relationships. Mm-hmm. It's the team. It's them doing it together. They're not alone. It's these interventions of miracles. And they're not superheroes. And I they're mean, not again, superheroes. It's not Marvel. They, they're doing it. They're doing it on their a lot of their I, own. You strength. know what I appreciate about the story is is, is that 
you know, pretty much everybody in the story just kind of stumbles along and, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and things, true. things, you know, they, they make clutch decisions and, and all of that. But really, it, it's like a story of people stumbling along through this quest. And, and I identify with that because I feel like that's a lot of our, our own story is, is just, a stumbling along and and God just is is in the middle of that stumbling and he guides us and and yet you know we're not we're not know, money and superheroes if, and if I'm, you haven't you seen know. Lord of the Rings and you go watch it and you're thinking Reb and Dave have told me to watch the most violent movie out there it it has its violent ugly creatures yes it does but but if you can't watch the movie go read the book and I will say this for those of you who aren't used to more classical language stick with it for the first hundred pages because after after the hundred pages you get used to it it's a big story or go um, get it on Audible from oh, from in, yeah. uh, Andy Circus does an awesome job doing all the voices anyway I just okay so I've, so I've given my promotion I've, podcast, yeah, I know okay. another book and all that the show's okay. half over okay so. So I'm going to read a couple verses from Luke 12, verses 42 to 46 in the message. So we hear from, from the Lord, our Lord, what uh, a dependable manager looks like. Mm -hmm. The master said, let me ask you, who is the dependable manager full of common sense that the master puts in charge of his staff to feed them well and on time? He is a blessed man if when the master shows up, he's doing his job. But if he says to himself, the master is certainly taking his time, begins maltreating the servants and maids, throws parties for his friends, and gets drunk, the master will walk in when he least expects it, give him the thrashing of his life, and put him back in the kitchen peeling potatoes. The servant who knows what his master wants and ignores it or insolently does whatever he pleases will be thoroughly thrashed. Okay, so you might want to go to the NIV, but this, I mean, this well, I, says it really I, I, clearly yeah. in the message. Um, if he does a poor job through ignorance, he'll get off with a slap on the hand. Great gifts mean great responsibilities. Greater gifts, greater responsibilities. So this whole passage from Luke 12, 35 to 48, you can read to find out what a faithful steward is. But even in the verses I read, it's what a faithful steward doesn't do. And yeah. we're going to use the character of Denethor, who is the steward of Gondor, to to really um, do that flip. So we, we a steward is a manager. We can define stewardship for you. We're not going to spend time on that. I want to look at the character of Denethor. And in this great Middle Earth history, Denethor was a steward of Gondor. He was the 26th steward. That means he's taking care of the kingdom of Gondor while the king is away. So this is 26 generations that the king has not been there. So it's enough generations to make you think the king is not returning. And if you think of generations, typically around 40 years or so forth, right, in terms of, of what a generation is. So 26 times 40, you do the math, right? That's a lot of years. So Denethor was described also as appearing noble and powerful. He was um, proud, wise. He was valiant. He was more kingly than any of his predecessors for a long time. He proved a masterful lord and a great ruler for a number of years. He could, you know, manage and 
and take care of the big things and the small things. Now, you guys are going to laugh because I'm actually talking about him like he was real. Remember, he wasn't real. This is a fictitious story that Tolkien created, but Tolkien created the world of Middle Earth with all of the history um, of, of language and even created a language and created the story around a new language that he created. So when we look at Denethor, we're, we want to talk about him because while he had started off well, he soon slipped in to some really poor habits and his stewardship of the kingdom failed. And we want to talk about this because we want to ask ourselves today, how am I walking with God and managing the resources God has has given. And the first question I have is, have we forgotten that the king's returning? Yeah, and it's just such a key thing because, you know, in the Denethor story, it's over a thousand years that have gone by where there's been a steward of Gondor. But here's here's the interesting part. Over that thousand years, there's a prophecy that says that the king is going to return at some point, that the, the descendants of Isildur will sit on the throne in Gondor once again. And there, there's some prophecy around that. There's some, some um, you know, notations of what that time might look like. But for over a thousand years, 26 uh, stewards, stewards. Ha- have went, well, it's not in my time. It hasn't happened in my time. It hasn't happened in my time. And I think as Christians, we can kind of identify with that in the sense of saying, well, Christ hasn't returned. God is hasn't Jesus returned. Is real? Is he really is coming he, back? Is he coming back? Yes. We believe in the, the prophecy in the same way that Denethor, but do we, is it, does it motivate us to actually do things differently to, and, to keep stewarding yeah. and 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 as as it says in Luke 12 are we are we doing our job Mm-hmm. So that when the master shows up, we're still doing what we're called to. We still have the purpose. So Denethor's purpose was to care for all things. So while he he has the challenge, now every generation had its challenge. And if you guys are thinking through this, I'm not going to be so obvious as to give you all the modern day um but I hope you're going to catch them today. So generations have gone where these stewards have had to battle. They've had to stand their ground. They've had to fight for Gondor. And Denethor is in also that place. But the story around Denethor and the kingdom of Gondor is this, that evil has arisen so powerfully that one evil king is trying to um, rule and destroy all of mankind, um, men and women, and the, all and, the and good he, in the world, and all the good in the world. So he wants to destroy it all. So all that's left is evil. And there's this band of a fellowship that has to get, um, it's, it's a long story. I'm not going to go into it. They go, but there's this little team of underdogs that are trying to undo in the only way they know how by destroying this one symbol that this evil king had created and they need to throw the ring into the fire. So it's this whole epic journey. But in the meantime, Denethor is standing there and he's starting to feel sorry for himself. He's lost a son. He started not trusting the prophecy Dave talked about, and he looks into 
uh, I would say modern. He looks into evil. He looks into evil. I would say it's modern day social media. Sure, of course. But he has a seeing stone, and he looks into the seeing stone, and it's giving him a narrative of lies. Well, and he starts. And what he sees is he sees this massive army that is on the other side and and he sees the the strength and he sees the the um the power of the evil that's on the other side and he just loses hope so not only has the king not returned in a thousand years i'm hopeless around that because he hasn't shown up and he's supposed to show up and i'm supposed to do my job until he shows up but now i see this massive massive thing in front of me, which is the army of evil coming to literally destroy us. And he's seeing this in, in the current. He, he has this stone that he looks into and he sees this, what's going to happen. And when he sees it, he starts to believe it. So number one, he, 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 he's been a steward so long and there's such a history, a thousand years and there's no king. He stopped believing it. Then he starts listening to another voice, mm-hmm. and that voice is the, is the king of evil. And as he listens to that voice through the seeing stone, he um, grows more and more disturbed, mm-hmm. and he, he loses hope. And he really, by the time we get to see him in the story, or at least in the movies, he is so filled with despair. He's about to do some really harmful things to his his one living son. Mm-hmm. He has chosen a favorite, and that favorite son, Boromir, is already dead. And now he's he's... He's just not seeing clearly. So this steward who has been given this responsibility to care for the people of Gondor has now stopped believing the truth. Mm-hmm. He's given into the lie and now he's putting all his beliefs and ruling with that belief system. And, and basically I, using his, his authority, uh, but out of hopelessness, out, out of a, a sense of despair. And so, you know, in a sense, uh, when, when the ruler is ruling out of hopelessness, the people, of course, have, uh, are hopeless as well. Right. And I mean, in the context, let's just divert for a moment to our king. Mm-hmm. Our king, Jesus, mm-hmm. is a king of hope. And we have the truth. Mm-hmm. We have scripture. We have his presence. We have the history of, of Jesus and that he lived and died and rose again. And um, some of you listening may may think, oh, I've never heard that before, or that's just a crazy part of what Christians believe. But it's what we do believe. And, and we do have this hope hope within us, Christ, and this hope is an anchor for us. So we keep stewarding because of that hope. But in this story of Gondor, he has lost hope and he no longer leads out of a place of belief and trust. He has forgotten because that's one of the also the things as a steward, he has forgotten the hard fought battles of the past. He's forgotten the story of the other stewards of Gondor who have prevailed over evil. He has forgotten that he's not alone, but has allies all around Gondor and he's forgotten. So like, like him, we can get into a place where we forget 
Jesus is coming. We have lost hope. We start believing lies and we forget the community. We forget one, the current community, but we forget the past community who has prevailed, who has, has worked and fulfilled their purpose in hard things. And you know, you know what currently, you know who I go back to the story of? I go back to Corey Ten Boom, mm. who was in World War II, who was in a concentration camp. They kept, um, um, Jews and others fleeing from Hitler in their home and they protected people and they finally got caught and she was sent to a prison prison camp with her sister and her sister passed away but she lived Mm -hmm. and she has such a great story and I get discouraged in this current climate of the world Mm -hmm. COVID global economy problems wars and rumors of wars and I remember a story like Corey Ten Boom and I think And I think this is really key uh, in in terms of connecting all of those stories is, is, you know, Corey Den Boom uh, had a different thing that she was stewarding, you know, like, like, you know, her, they were doing what they were doing in the context of the culture, in the context of the environment, in the context, they they were hiding people. We got Denethor, again, fictitious character, but in the context of that story, you know, he had a... a, he started well. He started well with his, his stewardship journey, so to speak. And, and then, you know, the difference between those two stories is, is Corey Ten Boom kept the focus uh, on, on Christ and Denethor lost the focus on, on, again, what was true and what was right and was lost focus on that. And you know what I'm thinking of as you're speaking there? I'm thinking of one of the, one of the crucial points of Denethor's life was losing his son, Boromir. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I could be wrong to all of those experts on Lord of the Ring, <laughs> but it, it was grief that drove him to the despair. Sure. So when we're grieving. Well, loss, it, right? And, and you know what? We are all grieving. Our, sure. our Canadian nation, families, you can go and find grief in every home right now, I bet you. And, and you have to ask yourself, is your own grief leading you to trust or to despair mm-hmm. so that you are just turning away from, from the God you've believed in? And that, that and is our hope. Our hope today is, is that this is a little bit of encouragement to say, yes, turn your face towards Christ. Uh, he is the hope of glory. He has left us with the Holy Spirit. And these are, this is true. This is moving away right. from story. Th- this yes. is true. And, and the Holy Spirit can teach us. We haven't really even talked about money and we're like 10 minutes left in the show. But the, the idea of as we steward the, the stuff that we have here on earth, we have the Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us into truth and keeps us focused on what is true and what is right and what is holy and and all of those things. Uh, we we have this resource, much more than a resource, we have this resource in the Holy Spirit to, to lead us and guide us and practically. Uh, you right, know, which Denethor didn't have in the story. He, he rejected didn't. Well, and he and didn't the, have a, you know. Gandalf I mean, came in. I'm not going to oh, make the association right. again. But Gandalf did come in as a voice of truth in that story. Yes. And, and Denethor just went, no. At no. one point, he whacks him on the head. No. Because it says, happen. like, yeah. you're not doing your job. Yeah. He actually says, 
Denethor falls so profoundly that he says to all his fighting men, leave your posts, yeah. give up, and Gandalf and, and run away. And Gandalf comes in and says, whacks him over the head and says, everybody to your posts. Like, mm-hmm. don't leave. He And that's one of the profound points for me is that he leaves his post. Mm-hmm. He leaves his purpose. He leaves his calling. And um, because of 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 his despair and the grief, of course. And we all have grief and despair, but what are we doing in it? Are we stuffing it and just saying, you know, stiff upper upper lip and lip and all of that? Are we letting grief flow through us? Are we lamenting? Are we going to our community? Cause he doesn't go to the community. Denethor doesn't take his grief and, and, and discover the truth again. He lives with the grief eating away at inside of him and he becomes bitter. He becomes disillusioned. And my question, I guess, why are we even talking about this? Why look at a negative picture when we have a woman like Corey Temboom who can give us so much more hope? And and you can turn to her today as well. But we want to show you, you know, are there pieces of his story, of Denethor's story acting in your life today. And that's, and that's exactly it is, is, you know, when you, you know, or hear or, or read the story of Denethor and you go, well, is there anything reflecting back to me? Uh, you know, and is that something that I need to address? I mean, again, the, the Lord, uh, you know, as we look at and, and what you read in, in Luke, you know, the, the faithful servant knows what his master wants, mm. right? And then he does that. That's what the faithful steward does, right? But, you know, again, just, you know, the looking at Denethor and seeing, okay, this is what the unfaithful steward does. And these are some of the pitfalls and some of the things and some of the, this didn't happen overnight in the story of Denethor. This happened over many years. He started well. He was a good steward at the beginning. And then he got, again, Whatever is focus and some, shifted. Yeah, and some of us may be finding that we're, we've had our focus shift, mm-hmm. especially, you know what, Dave and I have been dealing with it. I've been dealing with that personally. Mm-hmm. What voice am I listening to? What am I spending? I'm spending so much, have spent so much time on social media just because you're tired at the end of the day and you just find yourself scrolling, scrolling, mm-hmm. scrolling. And I identify with Denethor. I'm not going to the right source for life and truth. And he didn't either. And it is a sad story. Mm. You know, I get mad at him in the in the book and the the story, but Tolkien is showing us something through this man's character that we want to be really careful of. Where are we going for our information? Um, do we still believe that Jesus is coming again, that he ultimately is our hope, that we have the Holy Spirit who will guide us through all of the difficult situations we're walking through, that we have a community. And if you don't have a good community of believers, call more than enough. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll try and help you. We'll be community with you. Um, remember the faith faithful stories of the past, like a woman like Corrie ten Boom, who could stand in the Lord against such evil that Hitler was propagating at the time. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, in, in a lot of ways, as we, we look at this, uh, and this is not the first time we've looked at stewardship as a, you know, as a topic around money. I mean, we talk about it really all the time, but to, to really look at this and, and, and go, you know, 
How can we, uh, again, in the context of our culture today, in the context of, of maybe where, where you're spending money and where that's going, just simply to go, okay, I need to take a step back. And, and I'm a big kind of advocate of a, uh, on a regular basis going, am, am, have I gotten off track? Like, have, have I, uh, you know, am I, am I off one degree? Because often these shifts, especially in our spending, don't happen you know, like they're not, they're, they're small incremental shifts in how we think about money, how we spend money. Maybe we've got an increase in pay, so that allows us a little more cash flow. And then we, we start making the decisions, not based on the context of what God says, where, you know, we're to love our neighbor, we're to take care of the poor, and we're to, you know, to visit the person who's in prison. I mean, we don't have to look much farther than the Gospels to, to find out what Christ says to do with money. Uh, you know, that is still there. It is still truth. Uh, and so, but for, for us, have we, you know, slowly drifted off course a little bit and, and, you know, that's maybe the question today to just ask and look at your spending, take a step back and go, have I drifted off course? Have I lost the joy? Have I, have I, you know, is there something that's, that's, a little, that's empty in this area of my life? Those are good signs to go, oh, maybe I need to come back and say, okay, Lord, like, am I spending the money in the way that is actually going to bring life? See, and I, I mean, I think the spending of the money is actually just a condition of what's happened in our hearts. So while we can use the money to be the indicator, I think we really have to ask ourselves, like you've kind of said, that we need to really look at what's happening. When we think of a man like Denethor, or we look at Corey Ten Boom, or we think of Jesus as a steward of what God gave him to do. Um, you know, there are some phrases that some of the uh, from our Unleashed seminars, you know, when I ask people, what are our qualities of a financial steward? Mm. Like what, based mm. on some of the scriptures, like Luke 12, you know, um, a faithful steward is ready. They're mm. awake. They're mm. paying attention. Mm -hmm. They're asking, what's the Lord's business for me in this season? They're asking, would I hire, would, would I hire me yeah. to be a steward? There's a good question. I love would that I question. Would, I, would I hire steward? me to be a steward? Do I have integrity with, with the money God's given? Am I being vigilant or am I slacking off? Am I anticipating needs around me? Mm. Am I dependable as a steward? Am I funneling what God has given me into the kingdom, into others' lives, whether it's, you know, a $20 gift card or um, helping someone pay groceries or paying for someone's car payment? Am I being a denethor? And you know how don't be a Tommy Texter at the, I, I would say, don't be a denethor. Don't, don't be a. And then I love this one. And that is a steward never leaves his post. Mm -hmm. And, and I love this in the context, and we only have a couple minutes left, but I love this in the context of, you know, what God has given Reb and I to steward is different from what he's given you to steward and, and from you to steward and you to steward and you to steward and you to steward. And so, you know, for, for this one, a steward never abandons his post is, is don't compare yourself to Reb and I or don't compare yourself to God has given you a unique post. To, to steward a unique thing. And again, we, we only got a minute left, but you know, some people have five talents. Some people have 10 talents. Mm -hmm. Some people have one talent. It doesn't matter. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. God has given you something to steward 
And are, have you abandoned your post? That's and if the you don't know what that is to Stuart, please come to More Than mm-hmm. Enough and call Dave or I. We'd be happy to have that conversation to help you explore what is it that you're stewarding. So, Lord, thank you so much for this topic that we have good examples and poor examples of stewards, and you give them to us in Luke 12 alone. Mm. So, Lord, I pray that um, whatever jumped out at us today, even for David and I recording this, that we could talk to you um, about about our stewardship role, about how we're caring for what you've given us. Mm. Lord, we're so grateful you're our greatest example of a steward, Jesus, of stewarding what the Father had given you. Thank you that you've left us the Holy Spirit and that we are not alone. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, don't be a Tommy texter. Dave says, (laughs) don't be a Denethor. (laughs) Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.